Welcome and good afternoon, good evening to all. And my name is Andrew Schechter and I host the Politically Incorrect podcast on EA Truth Media, brought to you by Eternal Affairs and Media every Thursday night. Tonight we have a very special guest back for another round, and that's Pastor Jeff Daly. We're going to talk about repentance today. Without further ado, I will introduce Pastor Jeff. You can give some information yourself and what your what your how important repentance is and what you and what you wanted to talk to us about tonight, please. Uh, well, Andrew, it's an honor to be back with you, and uh, God bless everyone who may be listening to this. You know, repentance is a gift from God. It's it's not a punishment, and frankly, it's to be used in each of our lives, one, to come into the kingdom in the very first place. Uh, that was the very first word Jesus preached when he saw it was time to preach. His very first word, Matthew 4, verse 17, he says, repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. So you repent to truly get in the kingdom, die to your old self, really, truly convert. And then you're in the kingdom. Repentance is so great as a tool, again, from God, a gift to clean up and remove the old junk with which we were all born into or took on as kids or certainly used uh, before we came into his kingdom. Uh, and man, am I the chief sinner? I, I came in at age 50 and uh, a couple of failed marriages and a uh, very pompous life uh, as a an attorney. I thought I was pretty hot stuff. And so God's sense of humor, once I came into the kingdom, he gave me this assignment to do teaching repentance because I needed to learn how to do it. And I, he's still working on me. So that's my main message for tonight. And and anyone hearing this, that we have to use it. It's a gift um, to come into the kingdom and then to clean up, get rid of the old junk, which, by the way, he he handled on the cross, but we still have our part in getting rid of the junk. Yeah, the, and, the, and the, the sins on the cross was weren't all our sins. We, we're, we, they're only some of the past sins, so it's very important that we keep up yeah. with that. Now, I, you, you mentioned right. the thing earlier that we, before we started the show, it was very interesting. So you said there was a, a a thing on Mount Kilimanjaro, and I I never thought of this about Mount Kilimanjaro, a tall mountain in the middle of what Africa, I guess, and I never expected there to be pagans and witches on top of this mountain. And you, I guess I don't oh, know who yeah. went up or who went up. Can you can you tell what the story was of that and what happened up there? Well, this is really wild. A, a wonderful fire of repentance is hit. Africa. The nations are really uh, excited about it. We've had seven days, national days of repentance in Africa in the last six months. And this last one was in Tanzania, where Mount Kilimanjaro is located. And it's the tallest mountain in Africa. And on the very top, pagan witchcraft practices have been uh, standard for, you know, eons or years. And, um, this repentance movement, we just said, wow, it's 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 time to end this. So a, a team of people went up on the mountain and they had with them a banner, literally a banner saying, Jesus loves you. And they planted that banner on the top of the mountain and in the process also uh, renounced witchcraft and were able, as I understand it, to even convert some of the witches so we have that same power, thanks to the blood of Christ, to the name above all names, to the authority that he has. And we it's 
it's really an example of what we have to do in our own communities, in our own families, in our and absolutely have to start with ourselves first. But you plant the banner of love. Love takes over fear and it'll replace witchcraft. And uh, it's really cool. They, they, they've had an amazing success in Africa and I'm hoping we can bring it to the United States. Now that's that is very exciting. I I never would have expected that on top of that, that in that area. I never would have. I know they had a lot of that that pagan years. You know, in a lot of the southern part of Africa and the Congo. I know they had a lot of that, but up there, I never would have expected it. Now I have, I have a question. We thought repentance. Now I think the biggest. I've been preaching for a long time that we need to get together as individuals, as 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 children of Christ, and get back with our churches. Because I think there need to be yeah. groups that that reform that. I, I just I left the church because of that. I mean, I started my own church because I I couldn't tolerate the um, what's going on in, in in the commercial church. What can you talk about that a little bit? And how we can how we can fix that? Any ideas? Well, bingo, you're right on, Andrew. You know, we've been playing church for too long. Uh, the the watered down, lukewarm church, which is uh, abhorrent to God. And like it says in Revelation 3, he uh, for that last church in Laodicea, he said, I'd, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Since you're lukewarm, I'm going to vomit you out. I mean, vomit means vomit. He, he spits it out. It's hideous. And frankly, that's that's the position of a lot of today's, quote, Western church. Uh, you're welcomed. Here's the potluck. Here's the this. Here's that. We're going to do this. You know, it's it's a lot about doing things as opposed to really growing in Christ, which, frankly, you have to do through worship, through prayer, fasting, and then repentance is vital. We have got to get rid of the old man, quote, old man, old woman, the old self, and and clean up and, and take the narrow path towards his purity. He calls us to be holy as he's holy, and, and we have to preach it. And number one, the pastor or priest has to be the model for this. If that person doesn't get aboard the game, uh, I don't I don't mean game, that's a poor word, but 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 the journey, that's what I should have said. If if that pastor doesn't get along the journey here of repentance and purification, then um no one else will. And it'll just go into traditional religion, which is a really dead spirit. And so good for you that you got out. But maybe you and I have this in common now that we we want to have the fresh move of the Holy Spirit. The more you get rid of the old person, there's more room in your vessel for the Holy Spirit. And soon you become really a vessel wanting to only do God's will and to advance the kingdom, that you're here in these end times for that very purpose, not to play church, but to advance his kingdom, whatever the assignment. So good for you. See, you're doing his assignment right now. I'm doing, to the best of my ability, his assignment right now. And it, that's really what he intended those first 12 disciples and now us to do. Very same thing. We're no longer supposed to play church. We're supposed to be disciples and make other disciples. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's really exciting. I mean, it deserves an amen. There's no doubt about it. And then I'm going to go into the 
problem that I see, and maybe we can talk about that, but it's, I call it the rural slash urban issue. I live in a rural area. It's very rural. And in our area, the churches were starting to fall apart because people were very religious and the churches were following, you know, you got a Southern Baptist, you got a, you got a, you know, Episcopalian, you got all these different churches. You got the, you got the, the you know, Catholic church and everything. And they're all just going off. They're going to hell. Basically. That's all I can say. And Satan has taken yeah. them over. And up here, they've, they've got fed up with it. We have our, these giant churches. Now we the regular churches that have, that, haven't seen the light are reducing in size, but there's these churches that have this great, powerful Christian spirit. And I had a pleasure of speaking with one when I was running for Congress this past year. And to talk to these people was just beautiful. You could see the aura, the love of God over them. They are so wow. religious. And we're talking that deep when they get together, there's 300, 400 at a time on a, on a, you know, Sunday. Some of them practice on a Saturday, most on a Sunday. But the number of people is just what's beautiful to see, and the actual true love of the of Jesus of the Bible. I mean, it's just wonderful to see that. On the other hand, you've got the opposite now. See, that's in the rural areas. The rural areas, the people know the love of God out in the rural areas. If you don't, if, if you don't respect God, right. God will come down and destroy your whole life. <laughs> you don't have the government yeah. picking you up and lifting you over all this stuff. What do you do about the cities? I mean, that's you know the the the, the, the just the, the, the absolute uh, uh, dregs of the of the of the nation in in, in America is is our big cities where the, you know you've got lasciviousness, you've got idolatry, you've got just the hatred of God to begin with, and and yeah. how do you how do you how do you deal with that? What can we do about it? That's what's really killing us in general. Right, it's such a great question. Honestly, I think it deals one by one. I think we have to give um, praise and support the handful of brave pastors out there in, in communities that are preaching the word and bringing in especially young people and youth. And to the extent that we can find them and honor them on social media or however we can, we have to build up build up the positive, and then those people, because they're local, they can run for uh, city council, they can run for mayor, they can become um, basically dual dual functioning, uh, local shepherds of a church and at the same time a local public servant. Uh, that's what I think's got to happen. And, and I know there's some ministries that are really teaching pastors how to find their calling. It may not be for every shepherd of a church, but many who thought that you shouldn't be able to do this are now awakening and saying, hey, wait a minute. Generations ago, we did, our forefathers did have some pastors, like in the Revolutionary War, the Black Robe Regiment, those pastors gave up their robes, so to speak, uh, and went put on military uniforms like Van Muhlenberg in Virginia. And these guys ended up in Congress. Uh, in fact, the first Speaker of the House in the United States of America, 1789, was Muhlenberg's brother, a pastor of a Lutheran church in New York. So, you know, you can be you can be even Garfield who was assassinated years later. Garfield was a pastor before he became a uh, politician. 
So you can do both. And I think that's the answer to a city that's now in distress is to find the handful that are awakening to their call and support them as much as we can give them uh, in, you know, enthusiastic support and encourage them to do their part to take over the city in, in which the Lord's planted them for this very time. That's funny you mentioned Garfield, one of my most favorite presidents. I actually went to visit his tomb. His tomb. He's one. Of, I think he's the only president that's not buried in his actual tomb. <laughs> the tomb oh, is wow. he's, he's actually buried in a cemetery, but they have his tomb there. I forget the reason why they moved him. He wasn't a tomb originally, but he's an interesting character. Wow. But I didn't know he was. A, I didn't know he was a pastor. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, he brought many into the kingdom as a young man. He, I mean, he was really into it. Uh, I believe in the state of Ohio, wherever he was, he, he was truly a, a man of God. And then he got into Congress, and the rest is history. Poor guy. Uh, he was assassinated before he really got started. Now, he's, he was pretty cool. I really enjoy it. I'm one of a few people who's actually seen his, his grave. It's like, we have to be out there for a convention of some sort. And then I got to see him. Oh, I know what it was. A good friend of mine who, bless his soul, I can't say why he passed away, but it's the things that we're talking about that we can't talk about caused them to pass uh, away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, the things that they right. say don't kill you, basically. They they do. And, they, and we'll find out that later, too, that that's all part of the plan somewhere. But anyway, so yeah, we, we were, we were go doing a, um, a tour, a cross-country tour by car and visiting dead presidents. I don't know why we did that, but he was the first one we went to oh. see. <laughs> uh, good choice. Yeah, they had the libraries from there and all that sort of thing. We, it was really pretty decent. But yeah. I, I have a different approach in, in my ministry, and, and I'm going to ask you to, to comment on this too, because I see a lot of you know Christians and a lot of um, a, a lot of seminaries or, 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 that teach, and, and a lot of a lot of uh, uh, pastors out there that go and they, and they pound the heck out of people. You're, you're going to sin. You're going to die. You're going to I approach it differently. I don't know. I'm just throwing this in your ear. and Maybe you can give me some suggestions. And it seems to be working because what I do, I don't consider myself to be a permanent church. I take people and I convert them and then I move them into, into one of the good churches that we have because we have a lot of them around the, this area. But cool. what I do is is I, 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 I teach on a Saturday, which is the original Sabbath. And I also teach it yeah. so, that, so that people want to go to church on Sunday. They can still come to see me. But my, what I do is I is I teach. I don't. I don't preach. I teach. I I preach. I teach with a with a um, conservative attitude. I I don't want to hammer people with it. I want to bring them in very slowly. So I'll say, let. What do you think about? How, what do you feel about this? Do you believe in? I think life after death, do you believe in God? And then, as I hear what they say, then I slowly bring them into the fold and say, look, you know, my, one of my big things that I use is the fact that. You know how can how can all of this have been created had been just magically created? How can you know the DNA of of a, a cat, a dog, a human? It's all engineered to a point where where a god had to have put that together. And slowly, but yeah. slowly, I'm bringing the scientists, the the, the engineers, the, the firefighters, and the police officers, a lot of the, the fallen angels back into the fold. What do you think of that as an approach? And you think that might work on a in a larger scale? Yes, I think that's great. And, and I also think the other one is very close to that is just be fruitful and that we would know people by their fruits. They're, they're checking you out 
And if they see the love and the patience and the joy and the kindness and the goodness and all those those qualities that are outlined there in Galatians chapter five, they see that in you. They they're gonna trust you, they're gonna listen to you, they they want to know your testimony. How did you come into uh, the kingdom to be, to begin with, and then how did you realize you had a call in your life to teach and now have a podcast? And I think people need this witness to see, hey, this is the real deal. This is not just playing church. This guy is real, and uh, yeah, he's human. He, he'll make mistakes, but I can listen to him, and this is worth my time. So I think that's how you attract people. And then, you know, the the Holy Spirit wisdom comes in. The more you get rid of the old man and the old junk, dying to your old self, the more you become aware of the still small voice of the Lord. He'll give you um, words of wisdom, words of prophecy, um, you know, all kinds of ways in which, again, a, a seeker, will want to hang out with you and come into the kingdom and then find his or her own call from the Lord. So so it that's how I think it works, through the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I think, too, that, that, that showing the acts of kindness is a good yeah. start. You know, I've, I've, people laugh at me. We had a thing at work that we were doing a... Um, it's Christmas up to the 12 days of Christmas. And each one has a different thing. One of them is to do a good deed today. And I didn't even yeah. think of it. But when I see a, a funeral, we have a church right across the street. It's one of the commercial churches, of course. It doesn't really believe in Jesus <laughs> the way they should. Yeah. But there, you know, there's, an, there's an older lady, and she was sitting in tears. And she had her family around her. And I just walked over, and I, I went up to her, and I said, Hi, I just want to let you know that, you know, God's with you, and I and 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 we're and uh-huh. we are, I said, and we as a community are with you. I, I do this frequently, but and this this day in particular was kind of interesting because apparently he, she had had an issue with the husband was suffering, and he, he's finally gone, and and she just started tearing and letting herself out. And I said, look, you know, I says, you know, we all end up in the same place, and there's always a reason. I said, but just know uh-huh. that, that not only does God love you, but your community loves you. And she started crying. She gave me a big hug. And she says, who are you? He goes, I'm just a concerned neighbor. It, it's concerned. Oh, yeah, sweet. And and, and, she, and she and she actually came back and she said, you know, she says, I'm 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 going to pray tonight. She says, I'm going to pray tonight. She said, I, I I belong to this church and I've not, I haven't prayed in thirty years. She said, she said, I come to church. Wow. I, sit, I sit in this seat every day. She says, but but I believe what you're saying. She says because you came out of nowhere. She's into my heart. She says, and I will I will I will I will pray from now on. And I've done this a couple of times. This was the most successful that I've had because I just felt, felt so bad for her. And then I felt so good and so pleased that she actually realized that this church is not supporting her. And this is the same right. church. I think we talked about it the last time where I went over and asked the, and asked the minister if he would pray for my sister who has is dying of cancer. And he kind of ignored me. He did, literally just ignored me. He didn't like no sympathy, no oh, empathy, no nothing. And he's a nice guy. Oh, he's not. He's not an idiot. He's just a, not a nice. He's just a, not a good, a good uh, servant of God. Woo! But I, I think, I think I, it's more of a. We don't have to touch him quite as much. I mean, I do it just because that's, yeah. that's who I am. But at least the neighbors, the person in the line, in the checkout line, uh, you know, whatever you can do to, to make them feel good. And I always, I always say, God bless you to everybody. I don't care who it is. I don't care if they're Muslim. Yeah. It's God bless you. 
And then and they're like, and, yeah. and then you, it, it elicits a response. And people are afraid to do that anymore. I'm not. I don't care. Because God sent no. me out there to tell people that he is out there for them. And I, I've never that's gotten so a bad response. Yeah, that's really right on, Andrew. You know, especially this Christmas season, many people are hurting. Uh, sure, there's a kind of a superficial excitement and, you know, lights on trees and all that stuff. But a lot of people are really lonely and grieving and for something that didn't take place uh, these many years. And so those of us that do have the Holy Spirit um, need to to reach out to them and and just smile and, you know, sometimes be bold and say, hey, looks like you're not having a good day. Can I pray for you? You know, I've done that a few times, and people always say thank you. Yep. Really. They do. So, you know, so we're we're supposed to be the salt and the light. We're supposed to truly uh, put this good stuff into practice, and this is the time. And frankly, 2023 is going to be uh, more shaking, that, in my own opinion, that's been going on. We're coming into these end times. And you need to have a close walk with the Lord and then, you know, share that love and that joy with others so that they, too, can get on the rock of Christ and be secure while the shaking is going on. This is definitely the turning point. I mean, there's no doubt that. And like you said, 2023, just seeing everything the way it's going, not just I mean, the whole world is in lockstep. It's falling apart. Um, you can feel yep. it quaking. You can you can feel Satan pulling at the at the seams of the earth. Yeah. And there's no going. There's no there's no going back. I mean, you look at the governments of the world, and there's there's no repenting. They don't listen. There's no repenting. There's no care. I was watching the thing about That's the. Right. Um, um, I can't talk about it. You know. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the thing you the thing you get censored for, and they're out there, and, and yeah. they're, they're showing proof that it's causing death, and they're like, and the Congress, no like, the Congress is like, we don't care. That's what they want. It's they, wild. They, they want that. They will not look at it. And they say it's a conspiracy. These things are conspiracy, yet you've got concrete proof of that. You know, and, yeah, and, I and, totally and agree. It is absolutely out of control. And I, I think you're right. Yeah. Next year, especially building up to the 2024 elections, um, is going to be yeah. a real trying time for everybody and in the whole world. Well, let me let me give you, I don't know how much more time we have, but I have a praise report. I can give you another uh, kind of an antidote to this wickedness that's going on here in California, where we are almost the author of public wickedness now, just a really wicked uh, leader here. The uh, There's a movement among us pastors to find one person in each of the 58 counties in our state. And that person is going to do the same kind of a Mount Kilimanjaro move that we saw in uh, Tanzania, you go to a high mountain in your county and hold a repentance prayer to remove all that's not from Jesus Christ and to plant the love of our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, at the top of that hill. And in that way, we're sort of like repairing the altar of God, uh, almost like Elijah did, Uh, You know, when God called down the fire and destroyed those uh, 450 prophets of Baal and so forth, we we have got to take authority over the wicked 
effectiveness in our counties um, one by one. And so I've, we've already got four or five out of the 58 signed up on short notice and God willing, soon we'll do all 58. And I, I think this is a procedure that could be applied in every state. Um, you know, why not? Uh, I mean, it just takes those of us that are strong believers in Christ and um, ready to just confront the enemy and say, you know, under the blood of the lamb, under the name above all names, we, we just take authority over our county. Um, you, you, you no longer have uh, these pagan um, prominence in our county. So if we can do this in California, you can certainly do it wherever you're located. Absolutely. And yet we have to remember, too, that the minority, the small population wins out a lot. It's the loud mouth. We have to we have to become the loud mouth. Look at the gay community. It's about two percent of Americans are gay, literally. And yet look look at the percent. That's that's true. I've read that. And I think it was Time magazine. Look at the voice. they They scream. They kick. You know. Yeah. Look at Black Lives yeah. Matter. It's about a, a thousand people, ten thousand people tops between a thousand yeah. and ten thousand people in the whole country, and they shout and they scream and they burn the place down. They're making their voice yeah. heard. We need to realize that, that a few of us, a small percentage of the people that actually have Jesus in their in, as, as their as their mission in life, can actually make a difference. That's what we need to we need to get together in, in those little bands and prove that we are as powerful as those other uh, small groups of people in this country. Amen. You got it, man. And with that, Absolutely. We're, running, we're running short of time here. I would like to say, uh, do you have anything else before we end? And do you have any other missions coming up that we can we can address people to? Yes. Or you want to give out some information? Thanks, about Andrew. Yes. January 1st, we're going to have a two-hour Zoom at noon Eastern time. And um, we're going to look at the godly roots of Pennsylvania to restore them. Going back to William Penn. So check it out. Um, get a hold of me, Pastor Jeff, J-E-F-F, at repentday.com, R-E-P-E-N-T-D-A-Y.com. And uh, we'll sh- share more about this Zoom call coming up January 1st, really symbolic, Pennsylvania, Restore the Godly Roots. What a way to start the new year. That's fantastic. Can you give that website one more time just because this is an audio uh, yeah, it's www.repentday.com, R-E-P-E-N-T-D-A-Y.com. Fantastic. And they can get through to you how again? Well, Pastor Jeff at repentday.com. There you go. Fantastic, folks. Please do get in touch either on January the 1st. Can I, would you mind doing an, an, an impromptu prayer for the close of our of our podcast? Do you mind, uh-huh. Pastor? Andrew, I'd be honored. Well, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit on this particular uh, recording. And we just ask your blessing on all who may hear it. Any words that were not of you, we just ask you to pull those off of these words. But uh, all the good stuff, we just pray it will go deep in everyone's heart and mind. and, And they would see your gift of repentance. And they would see how this this season is a great time to put it to use and to minister to other people. And I pray this. Bless uh, Andrew and his program, all that are listening. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen, Pastor. Amen. Always a pleasure, Pastor Daly. It's Pastor Jeff Daly and eternalaffairsmedia.com. Please uh, feel free anytime to, to ask to be on, on board. We'll, we'll get you on. Anything you've got going on, we're, it's a pleasure. It honestly is. We're going to close and then great. have a great evening, okay? You too, man. my audience and to Pastor Jeff. Good night, everybody. Thanks again.